what's going on everyone welcome back to another podcast um i want to thank everyone once again for uh, tuning in and everyone who's been writing to me we're actually on our fourth podcast episode so um i'm really excited about this one i, I like i said i have a couple of um more guests that are going to come on we're just getting things together and dates uh situated uh for them to come on the podcast but um yeah there's there's um there's a lot that I actually want to talk about today if you've seen by the title of the podcast um there's a couple of things that have been on my heart um the grammys happened about 2 3 weeks ago um and there's a lot of people who have posted their 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 opinions on it what they think about it because of the whole um i believe his name is sam smith um and whatnot and everything that that happened and the whole satanic uh thing that they did and you know um so many people gave their opinions and i know the christian community really um exploded on this and and was really hitting social media about it and whatnot which i'm not saying is bad but um i do believe that um there's something that uh we all need to know that we shouldn't be surprised by these things the Grammys is a world it's a worldly um award ceremony. So these things are supposed to happen. These are things it's it's not a Christian um ceremony. It's not a Christian award ceremony. It's a worldly ceremony. So worldly things are supposed to happen in a worldly ceremony. So things like that he did and whatnot that were definitely I'm against it, one hundred percent everything he did, but we should not be surprised. These if we look at it in the Bible, these are things that the Bible said that they were going to happen, things that are supposed to happen. Um, but I believe that in the midst of everything, us Christians, us people of God, us, the remnant that God has chosen, we need to stand up. And these, these are times in which we need to unite more as a as a body of Christ, as a people of God, stand up on our faith and proclaim the gospel. Because I look at it this way, if they have such the nerve and they have such the audacity and the boldness and the courage to do the things that they do and they're not even ashamed about it anymore, you know, because back in the day we used to see like a uh, little symbolisms here, a little bit of, of 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 just weird demonic stuff, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. But now it's out in the open, like straight up, you see it. And I think that this is more of a reason why we need to lift up as as Christians, as young people, as adults, as elderly people. Um, you know, we need to use social media for the gospel. We need to use every platform that we have for the gospel. Um, we need to use it to, to impact this generation, to impact this world, because um, this was on national television. Anyone could just of. Uh, turned on their TV and watched the whole satanic ritual just happen, a whole satanic performance. So I believe that we should not stay shut as a church and proclaim the gospel, not coming against one another and coming against who's right and who's wrong and who's doing this, who's doing that. It's let's preach Jesus. Because when we preach Jesus, repentance comes. When we preach Jesus, people come to the feet of Christ. You know, it's not preaching division. It's not preaching who's against who, who's doing what, what, and what wrong and whatnot. I believe we need to just preach Jesus, use our platforms for what God has called us to do. You know, um, there was this Christian band that was also uh, rewarded um, at the Grammys, very well known. I, I don't I'm not going to say their names. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. So many people came against them and whatnot and and everything. And 
and I have my opinions on it, but I know this. I believe that God gives opportunities to these people and we need to use and take advantage of the opportunity God gives us. Jesus, he went and used Peter's boat. And that's the same thing that we need to use. And he used Peter's boat to proclaim the gospel and to preach to the crowd that was right there in front of him. We also need to do the same thing. We need to use the boat that God has given us. We need to use the platform God has given us to be able to preach to others. So if God puts you in a place where there is worldly people around or there's people who are non-believers people who don't believe in god or just haven't heard the gospel we should use that platform to bring glory to jesus and to bring people to come to the feet of to the feet of christ because i believe if he gave us the, the platform it's because he wants us to use it for his glory not for our glory so you know that's really what i want to say about it it's i believe we're we are in definitely um a very dangerous time in an hour that we're living in in which we are literally seeing Bible prophecy come come before us like we are seeing it being lived out right before us. So it's a time where we I believe we need to use our platforms, continue preaching um, the gospel with with no fear, with uh, no uh, no timidness, with with no shyness. We need to preach the gospel with force. The Bible says that the kingdom, the, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And only the violent take it by force. So I believe this is a time where us Christians, us believers, us us people of God, we need to stand up and preach the gospel with force, with no fear, um, and not bow down to the system of this world and not bow down to the fear of this system and, and all this that they want to censor us and all this type of stuff. We need to proclaim the gospel with truth and we need to, and we need to speak up a, a, a on it and we need to stand firm on it and not be afraid. Um, so that was that. What I really want to talk about talk about the Grammys. Um, just we need to we need to come together as a people of Christ and and a people of God, and we need to proclaim the gospel and use our platforms to really uh, preach Jesus, preach Jesus, and save souls for for Christ. Because at the end of it all, th this is what it's all about. It's saving souls, wi winning the lost, uh, and you know bringing the lost and found back to Christ, bringing the lost back, and for them to be found in Christ. So, um, yeah, the second thing that I wanted to talk about was the revival that is happening in Kentucky. Um, I don't know if people who are watching me or listening to me right now, if you do not know about it, I, I recommend you go and Google it right now. What's happening in the Osbury revival in Kentucky in a university where um, it all started at, at, a, at a worship service that they were having in, in the in the university. Until this day, right now, as I'm speaking, this happened um, on Wednesday, and it's been five, six days already that they've been nonstop worshiping, preaching, and praying for one another right there in, in the university. So nonstop, overnight, constant worship, constant prayer, and I believe this happened. I was doing my research, and the last time that, a, that this revival hit, Osbury in Kentucky in the in that university was in 1970 and it was during a time of arrest in in the in the in the in the United States it was a time where a lot of things were happening and I believe what's happening and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I believe what's happening right now in Kentucky and Osbury is a prophetic sign of what's happened. It's what's going to happen and what's happening right now in America and around the whole world, because this happened in 1970 in a time of arrest in America. And I believe we are in those times again and times I believe are just going to get worse in the world and in America. But God's people are going to light up. God's people are going to rise up 
God's going to put, he's going to place our lambs, going to place us on the top of the hill for everyone to see and for his glory and for his power to reign because um, this happened in 1970 and it's going on right now. As you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are right now, there is a revival happening in Kentucky, in Osbury, and as you're hearing this, they're worshiping right now. They're seeking God, a move of God where hundreds of young people, adults, are just coming in together. I've even heard, I was reading recently that people from all over the world and the cities around it right now are actually traveling to Kentucky right now to be part of this revival, to be part of this movement. And I believe this is what's going to happen. And it's what's coming to America and it's coming to this year's people. Our young people are going to start rising up. A generation is going to rise up and stir up the world because in the midst of calamity, in the midst of famine, God always raises up a people. And we see it throughout the Bible. Every time there was a famine in the land, God raised up a prophet. God raised up a generation. God raised up a people. And I believe that in the midst of everything that is happening in this world, in the midst of things that were going on in the Grammys, in the midst of the of, of the earthquakes that, that happened in Syria and in Turkey, in the midst of all of these things, God is going to rise up a people and going to rise up such a movement. And I believe it's going to be the end time movement. The last movement we're going to see before the coming of Jesus. So it's exciting times for the people of God. It's exciting times for us people who are present now because we are about to see the biggest manifestation of God and the biggest harvest. So um, talking about all of this, God has been really been speaking to me about what's really what it's we're in, in a time where we need to be really committed to God. And I know we've heard this topic many times in churches or maybe you've heard this topic of just, you know, being committed, being committed. Commit, let's commit to God, you know, seeking God. But I believe strongly that this is a time where we need to hear this again, that we need to be committed. And, and if you are committed to God, get into a deeper commitment in God. And if you're not committed in him, it's time to get committed to God. In the times that we're living in, it's not time to be playing church and it's not even time to be playing our life away. It's time to be to stay and be really committed with God. We need to commit ourselves to him wholeheartedly and get serious with God. The Bible says that God cannot be mocked. So we are in a time where God is going to get serious with people. It's time and he's going to get serious with everyone who's who's playing around with church and who's playing around, you know, with the things of God, one foot in, one foot out, one in it I'm serving, one in one day I'm not serving. God is getting ready to separate that. You know, who, those who tuned into my previous podcast of last week, I was talking about that God is raising, raising up a chosen generation, a peculiar people, you know, that he's going to do, um, he's going to, he's going to separate, you know, he's going to call out a people, you know, he's going to make a distinction between the worldly and the non-worldly, uh, uh, between the holy and the unholy, between the godly and the ungodly, but in order to become that chosen generation and in order to become that people of God, we need to be fully committed to God. The things that are about to happen in this country, the things that are happening in this world, they're not going to affect the people of God. You know, these calamities are for, are, are for the people of the world. If we see even in the Bible, when the plagues hit the people of Egypt, there was a people that were not touched by none of these infirmities, that was not touched by none of these plagues. And that was the people of God. That was the children of Israel. They were When the spirit of death came, it went knocking door by door, the Bible says. And it hit every Egyptian, but it did not touch the people of God. So in the midst of all this destruction, in the midst of everything that's going to happen, this calamity, these plagues, this 
this destruction will not touch the people of God. And the people of God are those the ones that are committed to him. Not 10%, not 20%, not 50%, not even 99%. God is looking for a whole 100% total commitment to him. And on and as we can see here in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1, 2, 3, it says this. This is the story of Abraham. I don't know um, who's heard it. If you've heard it, the story of Abraham with his son Isaac. Um, God gave Abraham um, a son, Isaac. Um, his wife, Sarah, couldn't give birth. And the first son that God gave um, Abraham, he told him, go and sacrifice him. And I'm going to read it, actually, so people could, could understand more of this story. It says, sometime later, God, tasted, God tested Abraham's faith. God was testing Abraham's commitment. God was testing Abraham's faith. And it says this, Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. So we're seeing that God gave, God promised Abraham and Sarah a son. And once he had the son Isaac, he was then asking for Isaac back. And many people think it's like, wow, God, why can God, I thought God was love. Why, why was God being so mean in, in asking for a sacrifice of his own son? He wanted to kill his own son. It's no we see in the first verse, it says here, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. God wanted to see how committed Abraham was in him. How committed was he to God? Above family? Above kids? We can see that the Bible says that his son Isaac, yes, whom you love so much. God was telling him, your son Isaac, who you love so much, go to this land and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. God is telling you also right now you're watching me. What is it that you love so much that you need a that God God is asking for? Is it a relationship you're in that you know you're not supposed to be in it? Is it a job that you're in even though you're making really good money but you know it's keeping you away from God? You know, there's so many people that I've heard said God gave me this job, but you're working on Sunday and you're not going to church. Are you sure God gave you that job? Are you sure God gave you all these things? Because at many times, and I feel led to say this, is that everyone thinks that every opportunity comes from God. I'm going to say that again. Everyone thinks that every opportunity comes from God. When, if we look at in the book of Matthew, when Satan tempted Jesus when he was in the wilderness, he told him, if you bow down to me, I'm going to give you all these possessions. I'm going to give you the city. I'm going to give you fame. I'm going to give you fortune. So. The devil was giving Jesus an opportunity of fame and a fortune and giving him this whole land. But Jesus knew that that was not the purpose of God. He knew not to fall into that temptation. So every opportunity and every blessing that you think sometimes, because sometimes blessings comes disguised as curses. Blessings come disguised sometimes as certain, as certain opportunities. And I wouldn't even call them blessings. Let me correct that. They're not blessings. But they're just opportunities disguised, thinking that they're blessings, but they're not. Because the devil also offered Jesus fame, fortune, cities, places, but if he were to bow down to him. So 
Many people, I've heard them give testimony, and they're like, God gave me a job, and I'm going to make this amount, and et cetera. And as soon as they got that job, they left. Like, they don't come to church anymore. They're not seeking God anymore. So was that opportunity a real opportunity from God? Who was giving you that opportunity? Where is your commitment at? You know? And at times, these opportunities come and rise up, and God wants to test your faith, wants to test your commitment to him. Are you going to prefer a momentarily fame, a momentarily fortune, or are you going to choose me? Or are you going to choose your boyfriend, your girlfriend over me? Are you going to choose, you know, your family and friends over me? Who are you going to choose over me? Like, are we really committed to God? Because we say we love the Lord and we're committed to him. But then when temptation comes or an opportunity comes, instead of asking the Lord, God, is this what you want me to do? We go and make all these decisions and we forget about the Lord. And we're like, no, God opened me this opportunity. Are you sure he did? Because if it's keeping you away from the Lord, are you sure he opened it? You know, and God was asking Abraham for his son, the one who he loved so much, the son that Sarah gave him, that they would, that Sarah was, couldn't, couldn't give birth, couldn't give, couldn't, couldn't get pregnant. And God asked for it. Why? You, if, I always say this, you want to be, the, your level of commitment will determine the level of commitment that God has committed towards you. Let me say that again. If you want God to be committed to you, you first need to commit yourself to God. Some of us, we want God to bless us, to, to heal us. We want all of these things from God. We want the benefits of God, but you're not committed to him. I always heard this. One day I was, I was speaking to someone, and they're like, no, the reason why I don't believe in God and the reason why I stopped believing him is because where was he when my grandma passed away? Where was he when my parents passed away? Where was he when I got sick? Where was he when all these things are happening? Where is God when all this calamity is happening? My question is, where are you? Where are you with God? Are you committed to God? Because we're quick to blame God. But my question is, where are you in your relationship with him? Or are you only seeking God and after God and telling God off just when things are not going right? Where is it when things are going well? We need to be 100% committed to God when things are not well and when things are going well. Because that will determine where we are in our relationship with God. And I believe in the times that we're living in and things that are happening right now, God is looking for a remnant that is totally sold out and dedicated 100% all in for him, who will not bow down to the system of this world, to the lies of the enemy and what, to, and what the devil has to offer us, but a people who say yes to God, God, here I am, send me. A people who say, God, I don't care about money. I don't care about fortune. I don't care about fame. I don't care about who's in, who's first. I don't care wh what the benefits are. I say yes to you. Because the Bible says that the first will be last and the last will be the first. So God is looking for people who are 100% who are dedicating and selling themselves out 100% to him. And it's crazy because I was reflecting on this and I was like, Wow, like when I saw um, th this artist, I believe it's Sam Smith, um, who did this, uh, did this thing at the Grammys. And I was like, yo, like he straight up was doing some satanic stuff in the middle of national television with no shame. And then us people of God, we're afraid to even talk to our friends about Jesus. 
we're afraid to even represent Jesus. When they ask who's here Christian or who believes in God, we don't even raise our hands because we don't want to be looked down upon. It's like God is looking up, is getting ready to raise up radical people and people who are who are sold out for him and who are not ashamed of the gospel. Because the Bible just says in the book of Romans, do not be ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of Christ unto salvation. You know, let's not be ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God to save, to heal, to restore, to deliver, to prosper, to restore. You know, so God is looking and that's what God was placing this heavy in my heart because this is something that I'm preaching to myself as well. Because I am committed to the Lord, but it's like God was telling me I need a deeper commitment. I, I, I need a 100 percent in it, like like forget everything else, like 100 percent committed to the Lord. You know, people who 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 like people in the Bible that we see that just stood up in the midst of famine, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of what was happening in the world. God is getting ready to lift up a voice of committed people. You know, there's so many people. They're like, why is God not blessing me? Why is God not using me? My question is, are you committed to him? The number one key to be used by God is commitment. The number one thing that God is looking for is availability. Are you committed to him? There's so many people with talents, but there's very few people with commitment. There could be someone so talented, but not committed. And that's why God uses the people who are looked down upon. People that feel like they have no talent, they're not good for anything. Those are the people that God lifts up. He calls he doesn't qualify the call. Like, he doesn't, he, I'm sorry, he qualifies. Like, he picks out the people who are called by God. Like, there's people out there, and I, I would always say this. I'm like, God, like, I, don't, I feel like I have no talent. I'm not good for anything. And it's like, those are the people who was like, yeah, I want to use them. I want to use this person. You know, because the people who have all these talents and everything, sometimes they think they're too qualified. They're too up there for, you know, for God. Like they're giving God like, God, this is my schedule. This is like the days I can serve you. Like this is what I can do for you. And God is looking for people who is like, God, I don't care if I have a schedule. I'm cleaning out my schedule for you. Like I don't care if I have this and that to do. Like you come first in my life. Like before something comes up in your life, before an opportunity comes, you need to ask yourself, is this going to interrupt my relationship with God? Is, gonna, is this going to interrupt my going to church? Is this going to interrupt my time alone with God? Because whatever disrupts you from God and takes away time from him, it's not from God. If you're in a relationship and it's keeping you away from God, ask yourself, is this the relationship God wants me to be in? If you're in a job and it's keeping you away from God, ask yourself, is this the job that God has for me? Now, if you're married, like, you got to ride the boat. There is no escape from you. Like, you got to ride it, you know. But I'm speaking to all the single people and people that are dating right now. If you're in a relationship and, it's, and, and you notice that before your relationship with that person, you were really seeking the Lord and after him, and then once you got into that relationship, you started walking away and not really praying as much and not really seeking God and then compromising or, or doing stuff you're not supposed to be doing, ask yourself, is this relationship really from the Lord? And you know how you're going to know if it's from the Lord? Once you speak to that significant other, you both start doing changes and really start committing more to God. Is the other person going to be okay with it? Because if they're not okay with it, then you know this person is not from God. Because God never comes and adds someone to your life to take away from him. He adds that person to add more value and just for both of you guys to get closer to God and become a united force. You know, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but God is speaking to someone. 
What job? What opportunity? What is it that you're in? What business are you in? Because many people are like, God gave me this business. And because it's prospering, you think God gave it to you, but it's keeping you away from the Lord. God is never going to prosper a people to keep them away from God. No, it's my calling as a businessman. Yeah, but the first calling that you have is to know God. Like, that's our number one purpose, and this is what I'm going to get into. It's that so many people, they're like, what's my purpose in life? What, what am I going to do in life? We all have this one purpose, and it's to know God. The reason why God created Adam, the Bible says that he made him in his image and likeness. It was for God wanted to have a relationship with someone. Because the angels in heaven are worshiping. That's what they do. They're, 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 they're servants of God. Like, they, they even, angels even obey when we command them to do something. God created us in his image and likeness because he wanted to have a relationship with humankind, with human beings, with, man, with a male and a female. He wanted, to, he wanted to be able to dialogue with them. Like, God created the whole, the, whole um, um, the, garden of, the garden. He created it for Adam and Eve. Like, he created a place where God can dialogue with them, commune with them, have a relationship with them. So our number one purpose in life is to know the Lord. And this is where our commitment needs to be. If you want a deeper relationship with God, a deep relationship with God starts with commitment. How committed are you in knowing the Lord? And what do you mean by knowing God? The same way you know a significant other is the same way you can know the Lord. Like how you know what this, per this person's favorite color is, what they like to eat, all these things. That's the same thing with the Lord. You can have a relationship with him where you talk to him and he talks to you back. God is not a statue. God is not someone you see on the cross defeated like this. No. He's more than that. He's real. He's alive. He's not dead. He's not on the cross anymore. He's resurrected. He's not in pain anymore. He took our pain and our infirmities. He took our depression, our anxieties, our sin. But he's victorious now. And the reason why he went to the cross was to forgive our sins because our sin was the one that was separating ourselves from God. That's why when Adam and Eve sinned, God said, Adam, where are you? Where are you guys? Because sin was sin is our blockage from our was was our blockage from our relationship with God. Sin was hiding us from God. But glory to God that Jesus won on the cross and died for us and resurrected because he broke the veil. And now we have direct access to God. We no longer need a burning offering or we no longer need a priest to intercede for us. We, we have the highest priest, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and resurrected to restore a relationship with us. So now wherever you are, you can just sit down in your car, sit down in your room, sit down in your bed, close your eyes, put worship music on, and start having direct fellowship with the Lord. Wherever you are, at your work, at your job, you can have a relationship with God. Not a religion, a relationship. God wants relationship, communion with him, especially in the times that we're living in, the only people who are going to be able to survive and be able to um, triumph over everything happening is a people who know their God, is a people who know God, not about him, because it's easy to, to go and start speaking to people. You can ask anyone in the street, do you love God? And everyone says, yes, but do you know him? Do you know God? Do you know his mind? Do you know how he sounds? The Bible says that my sheep know my voice. Do you know his voice? Do you know the Lord? That is the biggest question to everyone that should ask themselves. Do I know God? Do I know him? Do I really know him? 
Because many people think that Christianity is just saying, Jesus, you're my Lord and my Savior. It's deeper than that. That's only the beginning. You're just scratching the surface. The realness of it, that's why to me it's like so many people ask me, yo, Jimmy, you're 25, you're so young. Like what keeps you on fire for God? What keeps you really like going after God and doing the things of God and preaching and making podcasts and doing all these things? It's like it's because it's like all of this is the is the fruit of my relationship with God. It's because there's so much like deep calls on to deep. There's so much deeper. There's so much deepness in God. That there's just never enough. Every day there's something new in God. That's what the Bible says. Give us day by day our daily bread. Like there's a new daily bread for us every single day from God. Like there, God is never boring. It's, it's daily he gives us something new. Like daily he gives us new life, new word. Like there's something new that he speaks to me about. Whether it's through his word or whether it's in prayer. He speaks to me. He directs me. Like God is so much fun. Like, all those people who say that, nah, like, I stopped serving God because it's boring. I'm like, dang, I don't know what God you were serving because the God I serve, Jesus Christ, is never boring. In him, like, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Like, in him, every day I live, it's a new adventure with him. It's, it, it's, a, new, it's a new chapter. It's a new page every single day with God. So a lot of people... You know, and I wrote this because as I was getting ready for this, like God really spoke to me about this, is that some of us were waiting for a Jesus moment, but he's waiting for a daily relationship with you. Let me say that again. So many of us are waiting for a Jesus moment, but God is just waiting for a daily relationship with him. Many of us, what we're waiting for is an angel to come down and something to strike us down to change our life completely. And let me tell you, there's people who've had amazing encounters with God similar to that. I'm not saying like it can't happen. Yes. But I know that once I was listening to this um, to this pastor and she was like she was like that she was dealing with anxiety and she was having panic attacks. And she said that she can't remember the day she got set free from that. All she knows is as daily she was reading the word of God and worshiping daily. And out of nowhere, when she looked back, everything changed. That's why there's this saying that says day by day, nothing changes. But when you look back, everything's changed. That's the same thing with the Lord. Seek him daily. Read his word daily, and you're going to see suddenly things that used to be addicted to, things that you, that used to, like, bring you down, sin that you were struggling with, no longer you're struggling with anymore. Why? Because day by day, he was renewing you. Day by day, he was taking you, um, taking these things out. So stop looking for a crazy moment to happen. Because if it comes, God is sovereign. He'll do it whenever he wants to do it, not when you want it. But if you seek a daily relationship with God, I promise you, day by day, as time goes on, everything's going to change for your life. And that's the beauty of God. Like, he's infinite. There's, you can never have everything of God. There's always just more of him every single day. So, um, and, and one thing, um, speaking on, on, on commitment too, is that there's, uh, there's something that people have always said, and I hear this all the time. They're like, oh, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Like, if you, like I said, if you go ask anybody in the street right now, if they love God, everyone will say yes to you. But do we really love him? Because John chapter 14, verse 15 says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Like Jesus is literally saying, if you love me, you'll obey me. So many people say you love, I love, so many people are saying, I love God, I love God, I love God. But Jesus says in his word, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, you'll obey me and letting go of that relationship that you know it's keeping me away from you. Like if you love me, you're going to turn all these things down because they're keeping you away from me. If you love God, you'll obey him. If you love God, 
you'll turn down all these opportunities that look good, but they're deceiving because they're going to keep you away from God. Like, if you really love him, you'll be 100% committed to him. Like, if you really love God, you'll obey him. You'll be obedient to him. And that's one of the signs to mature in your walk with God. Like, one of the keys to really maturing God is your is your obedience towards him. And that's one of the ways to grow in your relationship with God. Because so many people ask me, how do I get deeper in God? How do I develop a deeper? Commit, commit yourself to him. Obey him. Obey what he says. Is that I don't hear the voice of God. Open up the Bible. There's so many people looking for so many prophetic words and what's the word of the year. I have a word for I have a word of the year for you guys, for everyone watching me. Get your Bible and read it. Cause that's like ultimate prophecy right there. Like your unlimited prophetic words there. Like constant God speaking to you through his word. You know, because so many people want a word, like I want God to speak to me, but you want God to speak to you about things that you already know that you need to be doing. So why do you want God to speak to you if you already know that what you need to be doing? Like, just read the word of God. Be intimate with him. And he's going to start speaking to you. It's like, how do you want God, How do you want to hear the voice of God if you still haven't even obeyed the first thing he already told you? Because I've heard this so many times. People ask me, Jimmy, how do I hear the voice of God? My question is, you know you're in a relationship that you're not supposed to be in. You know you're in a job that's keeping you away from the Lord. You know you're around people you shouldn't be around. Or you're doing things that you know you're not supposed to be doing. And yet you're still asking yourself, why does why doesn't God speak to me when he already spoke to you about something? You just haven't obeyed him. So how do you want him to continually speak to you if he knows you're not going to obey him? It, it just doesn't make sense. You know, like that's literally like how to hear the voice of God 101. Like obey him first. Obey at the things he's telling you to do right now. Obey the things he told you to do already. You know, he gave you a prophetic word already. But why do you want another one if you still haven't even walked into the one that you were already given? There's so many people who are like prophetic word junkies. Like, I'm sorry, but you're after so many prophetic words, but you haven't even done or walked in to the one that you already saw, like were given already. In this year, commit yourself to God. Commit yourself in, in walking in the things and in the promises that God has spoken over your life. If he's called you to be a preacher, if he's called you to be in business, if he's called you to start, you know, getting a platform or making a YouTube channel, whatever it is, get at it. Do it. Remember. That every everybody's seed is different from like because some every everybody's harvest is different from everyone's. Like everybody's harvest is different because their seed is different. Like what God called you to do, maybe God didn't call the other person to do it. But that doesn't mean you gotta stop doing what you're doing, because God called you uniquely with a purpose. So our number one purpose is to know the Lord and to be 100 percent committed to Him. Because God wants, God wants a people that is after Him committed to him 100%, who will not sell out to the world, who will not sell out to sin, who will not sell out to the trends of this world, but that will sell out 100% to him. If his word says it, I'll do it. If he calls my name, God, here I am, send me. I'll go wherever you want me to go, you know? So I'm going to leave everybody, you know, with this podcast, with, with this episode. If you, The Bible says, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you love the Lord, you'll obey him. Whatever he says, obey him. And whatever he has spoken to you before, Obey him, and you're going to start hearing the voice of God again. Because sometimes, like I've said, we have so many earwax in our ear that we can't hear the voice of God anymore. And that ear earwax is disobedience. Like, he spoke to you already, but you haven't obeyed him. Start obeying him and watch how your ear is going to open, and you're going to start hearing the voice of God again. So I just want to pray for everyone watching me. Um, you know, I do this every podcast because the point of me doing this podcast is not just coming, giving a word, and speaking. No, it's... It's like Jesus said every time he preached, he also did 
he also prayed for people. Like he also um, moved in the power of God. So if you're watching me right now, you're dealing with situations in your life. You're, you're, you're bound. You're addicted to certain stuff. You're, you're dealing with things at home. You're dealing with anxiety. You're dealing with stress or you're sick in your body. I just want to pray for everyone right now, and I just declare in Jesus' name, healing over everyone that is watching me, healing in your bones, healing in your life, healing in relationships, healing wherever you are. I declare the power of God right now. If you have migraines, you're dealing with migraines, you're dealing with back pains, you're dealing with stomach pains, with any pain in your body, place your hand wherever it hurts, and in Jesus' name, I declare you healed right now. Every pain leaves, all spirit of sickness leaves right now. Every symptom leaves now in Jesus' name. Every oppression. There's someone watching me that you've been just oppressed lately at nights where you can't even sleep. In the name of Jesus, I declare you free. And every depression, every oppression, every anxiety, let's go of your mind. Let's go of your thoughts right now in Jesus' name. And I declare the peace of God, the wholeness of God to come over your life. Be whole. Be made well in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. If you had a pain in your body, you were sick somewhere, you know, start moving. Start doing what you couldn't do before. And write to me if you were healed. I know the power of God just, just came over a lot of people and, and started getting healed and delivered. I bless you guys. I'll see you guys on the next podcast. And we're just going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I feel like every time, every every episode is just going to continue getting better and better for the glory of God. So share it with someone that maybe needed this word. Maybe they need, they need to take their commitment to God to a deeper level. Or if they weren't committed to him and are dealing with certain stuff you know so many people ask me why am i going through this i'm like my question is like yo are you committed to him that that's that's the answer that like that's the that's the answer to every question are you committed to god and many people are like yeah i am but are you fully committed to him 100 like him over everything else i'll leave you guys with that question and with that command from the lord if you love him you'll obey him god bless you guys i'll see you in the next one